Do you shop on Amazon.com? Of course you do. You can now support the Midwest Podcast Network while doing so. Go to Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com and a very small percentage of your purchase will go towards making our network and its content even better. That's Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Bookmark it today. Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Nick. I'm Tim. I'm Willie. Today we are going to go over our top 10 movies of last year. That is 2015. The year of our Lord, 2015. Yes. But before we get to that, feedback at MidwestFilmers.com is where you can write to us. Let us know what you think of the show or the things that we talk about. We're also at MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. We're on Facebook, Vine, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, all that stuff. Search for Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. MidwestFilmLairs.com has all previous 162 plus bonus episodes with full show notes and time codes so you can skip over the spoilery bits. And uh, Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com has all, all kinds of stuff for you to purchase with your money. And part of that money will come back to us if you use that link. Uh, and we can make our show and, podca- our show and network even better. Um, so just to note, there's a possibility of spoilers coming out in this episode, but we kind of hope that... We can keep it non-spoilery, so just a note for the audience and for those present right now. But before we do all that, I wanted to go over some quick um, statistics from the last year. I went through and compiled a list of of statistics. Uh, We reviewed 43 movies. This isn't including any what we've been watching or anything like that. This is just the review of the episode kind of thing. So 43 movies and 6 TV shows. Uh, we watched 84 and a half hours of movies as a podcast. Um, we watched 55 hours of TV and we produced 60.3 hours of podcast. Um, we did three bonus episodes and five retro reviews. And, uh, just to kind of go through that, oh, fight the franchise, total runtime, six hours. (laughs) (laughs) 6.1 6.1 hours. Doing our due diligence. You, <laughs> we talked about 22 movies and, uh, and yeah, yeah. In what, two episodes? <laughs> three, three, technically, yeah, yeah with, with a few part twos in there. Six hours, that's longer than the Leprechaun movies total. <laughs> <laughs> uh, longest movie, what do you guys think? What, what was the longest movie we reviewed oh, last year? The, the, the movie that was the longest or the episode the of the movie podcast? that was the longest. Uh, mm-hmm. Avengers. Uh, no. Hateful Eight. No. Oh, there was something longer than Hateful Eight. Oh, you know what? Hobbit Battle of Five Armies. That come you out. You know what? I, I just stopped after Star Wars. <laughs> 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 so the Hateful Eight actually won that, but so and some of these statistics are wrong. So never mind. <laughs> no. Uh, Ed Ed won to everything. Other yeah. Other than hours. the Hateful Eight. It was Inherent Vice was the longest movie that we reviewed, which was like the first yeah, movie. Was. That was the first oh, episode. Was that this year? Yeah. I felt every second of that one. That was, the fir- that was 149 minutes, so two hours and 29 minutes. Really? Yeah. Um, was Exodus Gods and Kings 2013? I think so. Or 14? Wait. What was I think last it was 2014. <laughs> okay. I think it was 2014 yeah, yeah, was, was Exodus Gods and Kings. Shortest movie? Any guesses? Ooh. What was what? What was the shortest movie we reviewed? Cop Car. It Follows. Yep. It was Cop Car. Yep. Cop Car is correct. I remember that being like a, like a buck 18, and I was like, <laughs> whoa. All right. Uh, longest TV show. None of you guys were on that episode. It was Bloodline. 
I was. was. Longest runtime, were you? I think so. I mean, wouldn't I Maybe have you be? were. Yeah, it was you and John and Brian and I, wasn't it? I don't know anymore. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. 2013? <laughs> <laughs> uh, shortest TV show was Hot American Summer, first yep. day of camp, just because it was eight episodes and half an hour long. Mm-hmm. Uh, longest episode of the podcast. Not counting Fight the Franchise, right? Not counting Fight the Franchise. Star Wars. Yeah, I was going to say Star Wars. No. Oh, Avengers. There's one episode this year that was longer than the others. <laughs> I don't want to give a clue unless uh, was it uh, was it one of the Daredevil ones? No, it was actually the Bone Tomahawk and Beast oh, of the Nation yeah, episode because yeah. we talked about two that was movies. a big meeting. Yep. Yeah, and then shortest episode. Any guesses? Cop car? No. <laughs> Avengers? No. No, that no Avengers was long. <laughs> I don't even remember. It was it was actually only an hour and seven minutes long by my calculations oh, really? here. Jeez. I don't know. Um, Revenant? Mm-mm. San Andreas? That felt breezy. Re- Revenant was technically 2016. That's not on the list. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, are we including the keyframes? Keyframes are included. Was it the Jackie Chan movie? That, no. That was not. my pick, and I can't remember the name of right now. No. <laughs> Legend of the Drunken Master? Drunken, yeah. Um, no, it was actually Inside Out. Uh, the, shortest, yeah. the shortest episode. Not the, the shortest I, I was movie. not there for that one, and that's probably why. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, I just wanted to put together some slightly inaccurate statistics, seeing as how I just stopped after Star Wars came in. <laughs> the world so. did. Nothing mattered. Yeah. <laughs> Recorded history is over. It's now over. That Star Wars. <laughs> Let's is. just give up. So, with that, we can move into our top 10 movies of 2015. And uh, I will throw it to Nick first. Nick, what is your number 10? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and keep it to a minute per movie up until we get to number one. Sure. Uh, you know, number 10, I think I'm going to go ahead and say focus. Per usual in years past, my bottom five, I'm starting to go, oh, wait. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to go focus. Focus was a fun movie. It took itself pretty seriously at times, and then it didn't at times, and I liked the balance. Uh, it did a little bit too much Shyamalan twist, untwist, twist, untwist, untwist, <laughs> twist, 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 twist. But overall, it was it was a really fun watch, and it had it just had kind of a cool swagger to it. It was cool to see Will Smith back in like classic Will Smith form, and uh, you know, post Ocean's Thirteen, I think we were kind of it was nice to see kind of a hip movie like that that had good music and good actors and people looking pretty and some cool little cons that kind of thing. I liked it a lot. It was a fun surprise. Didn't expect it to be good. So there you go. All right. Tim, what is your number 10 film? I have got um, Ex Machina at number 10. I really, really like this. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't seen The Danish Girl. And mm. uh, Lisa, is it Vikander? Vikander. Vikander. Mm. Uh, she's apparently the, uh, the Danish Girl. Oh. My boy, Eddie Redmayne. Yeah. Uh, one of the great performances of 2015. Your girl, Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> 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 um, I really like this. A lot more than I thought I would. Oscar Isaac is great. Dom Hall Gleason is really good in it too. I like. I thought the movie it, it's getting it got criticized for being kind of anti-feminist. I think in some circles, and that's way off because it's <laughs> really a feminist movie. It puts you. I thought it it put me in the corner of um, the main girl. Mm-hmm. I was I was more in her corner than the two. Was it Ava? Was that yeah, it's Ava is yeah. her name. So I don't I didn't want to give too much away spoiler wise, but I really enjoyed is there, it. Is it Robotist? Is that what it is? What's that? The movie's Robotist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not feminist, it's Robotist. That's BS. Uh 
Yeah. You good? I'm good. All right. Willie, what's yeah, number 10? 10 is tough because I keep shifting things out of the list. <laughs> I really keep moving. And then I was like, hey, It Follows came out this year. And I was like, oh, I guess that's going to make the list. Um, 10, I think I'm going with Bone Tomahawk. All right. Really enjoyed it. Really weird, kind of out there, different kind of Western movie. Great cast. Super nasty and gory and dark and gross. And I like all that. Um, no, I, I really enjoyed it. I, it was a, a surprise for me this year. And uh, thank you, Tim, for like making me aware of this ex- the existence of this movie. So, yeah, no, really enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. Bone Tomahawk. My number 10 is a movie called Trainwreck. Uh, it's nice to like a Judd Apatow movie again, right? which it feels like <laughs> it's been a while. And it's got some great performances from everybody. Most notably, I would like to say uh, LeBron James. Yes. Fantastic. And, and John Cena. They're both <laughs> great. And they're not people that I would expect to be saying that about. But uh, no, really funny. Um, very poignant at times. And just a really awesome movie. And some great Colin Quinn. So, Nick, you should check it out. Hmm? Some oh, great Colin Quinn. Yeah, movie. I really want to. It's pretty good. The whole cast looks great. Yeah. It would be nice to like a Judd Apatow movie again. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would like to share in that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my number 10. Uh, Nick, what is your number nine? Number nine is Ant-Man. Ant-Man was good. It was, uh, it was, it was as good as I expected it to be and probably better than a lot of other people expected it to be. And it was just fun. It was great to see a character that I enjoy like that. Go ahead. Uh... <laughs> I'm really sorry. I'm chewing ice. If you couldn't hear that on the mic, chewing ice. Doubt. Are you, you have a, wa- right you have a water bottle next to you? Did you just get out of surgery? No, I, just... <laughs> I don't know. I just chew ice. <laughs> it keeps them cool during the podcast. podcast. Why don't I just chew some ice? That's the best explanation. I just chew ice, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, just let it go. Ant Man. Ant Man, number nine. Yeah. Uh, Paul Rudd was great. Michael Douglas was beautiful as Hank Pym. <laughs> it was great to see Hank Pym realized on screen. And even though I wasn't initially leading up to it, I wasn't satisfied with how, what they were doing with him. I ended up being really satisfied. Uh, I really love that it was a hit and that they're putting Paul Rudd into Civil War. I really hope he has a good sized role for that. And uh, good. So- <laughs> 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 uh, He's also and, getting a sequel. And that yeah, and that they're the sequel sounds really cool, and I hope they continue to utilize him as long as the MCU is still standing, which I still maintain is not going to be beyond twenty twenty. But uh yeah, Ant Man was great. I had a lot of fun with it. The special effects were awesome. And uh yeah, good job. All right, Tim, you're number nine. Our shortest episode of the podcast, Inside Out. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked Inside Out. I don't like cartoons very much. Um, they're I, it, they're just not usually my speed. I like my movies with more swearing. And <laughs> cartoons usually don't have that unless it's heavy metal or <laughs> Rob Zombie, the Rob Zombie one. Um, El Super Beast. <laughs> the Haunted World. Of, this was almost as good as The Haunted World of El Super Beast. <laughs> um, no, this was really sweet. This is a good year for Bill Hader. Um, mm-hmm. He was excellent in Trainwreck, a movie that was like my 11 or 12, either that or what we do in the shadows. Those are my honorable mentions. Um, and he was also BB-8, if I recall. Yeah. So Bill Hader's wonderful, and he is his voice and is perfect. Um, I was really touched by it. I thought it was great. So. All right. Willie, what's number nine? Uh, it Follows, the movie that I forgot about, <laughs> but it's good enough to be in my top ten. No, It Follows is awesome. It's um, It was a... 
kind of under the radar for a lot of people, I think. Um, and more than just being a really, I think, effective horror movie and a really original idea, um, it captures the area we live in weirdly well and like eerily well and it almost made it creepier i think for me as a viewer which is very cool um no i really enjoyed it uh plus it has a clark's ice cream cameo which mm-hmm. you gotta like that yep um clark's is right down the road for any like yes. right down the road, right down the road from like <laughs> we, we could walk down there and come back and you wouldn't be sitting in silence too long so um but no uh it follows really cool if you haven't seen it yet check it out if you like horror movies mm-hmm. yeah one of the, one of my favorite soundtracks of the year, actually. Fantastic. Um, so my number nine is Ex Machina. Uh, it was Tim's number ten. Everything that he said stands. It's a really interesting movie, and it's kind of cool to see movies starting to explore things like Turing tests and have that level of science fiction seem like something that isn't that far off from right now and i think that movie pulls that off very well it's also got one of the best dance scenes of ever and um yeah i don't know there's not too much more that i want to say about it it was a great directorial debut by uh, alex garland i believe Mm -hmm. not proyas who wrote some really cool stuff yes yeah all right nick what is number eight black hat no i'm just kidding (laughs) Number eight for me is... Uh, Take that, Michael Mann. Um, I fell asleep so many times during Black Hat when I read it. <laughs> you actually made it through? No. no? I mean, I, I oh. fell asleep and then I woke up and it was over. Okay. Right. To put and you didn't there. bother going back. It was on my anticipated list and it, it, I anticipated it and then I watched it. I fell asleep a lot. <laughs> Some people really liked it. I think they're wrong. You so did. it was like Skyfall for me? <laughs> you did I anticipate it? I okay. did anticipate it and Good. then I watched it. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm just, I was I was rearranging while you were saying that, so thank you. Number eight for me is going to be The Martian. <clears throat> Probably should be higher, would be higher if it was not for the third act. The third act just kind of, it sucked me out of this experience I was super engrossed in, and for that, slap on the wrist, Ridley. Uh, but a great performance by Matt Damon. Uh, it's nice to believe Matt Damon is an actor again. We're gonna, I'm going to stick with that, a paraphrase of that line for the rest of the episode. Uh, because he's one of those people that his celebrity overshadows him a lot for me. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks is the same way, but he's Tom Hanks. So within five minutes, I'm I'm in. Like well, no matter what movie he's in, but Matt Damon uh, did a really great job. Uh, the effects were cool. It was nice that it was so scientific and felt very plausible. Like I think there's a reason so many people walked out of that movie. Then ambiently, we could hear them saying like, "Oh, is that a true story?" Like, because it felt very <laughs> plausible, and it felt yeah. like it took place today. Yeah. And the cast was all excellent. Uh, the, it was very well, competently directed. Nothing amazing by Ridley, but very good. Uh, and it, it had kind of a had an energy to it that I don't think a lot of. It doesn't feel like a Ridley Scott thing. Like, it, like yeah. to, to have kind of a hip quickness and kind of an electricity to it. It was very, uh, very interesting. So it was a great movie. Uh, about it, I guess. Immersion. All right. Immersion. The Immersion. The Immersion. What did you say about the Immersion? <laughs> oh, number eight. I've got Chirac at number eight. Uh, the uh, Spike Lee movie. Um, Spike is a director. This was a good year yep. for d- directors that I like that have been making stuff that I haven't liked for mm. a while now. Um, Spike, I don't know if I've liked a Spike movie since Inside Man. And... He, this is probably like his fourth or fifth movie. It's Angry Spike again, though. And that's my favorite kind. 
Um, and he, he's got something to say in this one. This is not for people who don't like Spike Lee movies because it's him vomited all over the screen. <laughs> and um, like I said, it's probably his fourth or fifth best movie. Best movie. Um, it was a nice year for Sam Jackson. He plays a is based on a Greek poem. It's told in a lot of rhyme. And he plays basically a narrator slash pimp, and he wears orange suits, and he yells at you throughout the entire movie. I loved it. So um, I like that one. I'm sticking with that. All right. Willie, what is number eight? Uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Hilarious. Died laughing multiple times. Super, super funny. If you haven't seen it, it's really easy to find some way, so watch it. It's on. If you have HBO, it's on HBO On Demand. I mm-hmm. think maybe still on there. It's yeah, hilarious. It's- uh, just... I don't know. I, I love the vampire movies. I love are the ones that uh, take that take the rules and the history and everything that we know culturally about vampires. If you've never seen a vampire movie, you know vampires. You know what I mean? It's just that they're so mm-hmm. embedded. But you do something completely different with it, and this one like makes them the funnier than they've ever been. Like they, they're the biggest bumbling morons on the planet, <laughs> and it's great, and I love it so much. Um, and two of the best characters of the year. Um, Peter, who lives in the basement, <laughs> yeah, and um, help me out with their friend's name, uh, Stu. I believe it is Stu. Their 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 human friend who hangs oh, out with them. Yeah, they're both wonderful characters, and yeah, it made me laugh. It was very nice. Yeah, all right, it's good. My number eight is a movie called The Big Short. Um, one of multiple things this year that I saw that I felt like draws a lot of attention to things that people nowadays should be more aware of. And I think this movie does it well. It takes the subprime lending crisis and makes it something I wouldn't want to say palatable, but something more understandable for somebody like me who hasn't delved into the world of finance at all. So not only does it effectively take that and translate it into something I can understand, but there's a lot of really interesting performances in it. It's a great cast, but Steve Carell and Christian Bale and everybody there are doing something differently than you normally see them do, and uh, and I enjoyed that quite a bit. And Ryan Gosling is Ryan Gosling in it, but I like Ryan Gosling, so I'm okay with that. Right. So check out The Big Short. Learn about why you should be angry at big banks. <laughs> he was really good in uh, Say Cheese or Die, the Goosebumps, the, the Goosebumps. episode. Oh, well, that, <laughs> Ryan yeah, Gosling. that's good. Uh, if, you want, if you're a Gosling fan, check it out. Okay, yeah. will do. <laughs> All right, uh, and Nick. young Hercules, <laughs> yeah, and then the Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what's number seven? Speaking of goosebumps, my number seven is Creed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yo, I, I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie for a second. There, I went, whoa, whoa, what a turn, what a twist. Uh, yeah, Creed again, another one that I think might have been a little bit higher on my list, but uh, it's not. Um, <laughs> This was a kind of like along the lines of what I said about Ant-Man. It was way stronger than I expected it to be. And from the opening scene, it, uh, it just grabbed me. And I was like, wow, this is a cool, different story in the Rocky-verse. Uh, Stallone is great. He he brings a, a very cool, full-circle kind of performance, watching this character that has evolved very slowly over a long time and then very suddenly at the end is really great. Michael B. Jordan is great. A lot of the fight scenes are really fun to watch, especially the first real fight is captivating. Uh, it's it's heavy uh, throughout a lot of it. There's a lot of drama there, and it was really cool to see uh, why another sports movie that proves why sports movies matter. I think and having sports as like a vehicle for these strong emotional moments that uh, that characters can go through. So, 
uh creed was great looking forward to the next one for sure if there is one and uh in the same the pairing of uh ryan coogler and michael b jordan i think there's a lot to be done with those two mm-hmm. good job creed all right tim what's number seven um number seven is a movie called um tangerine it is a movie that was it's a movie that was shot on an iPhone and directed by the gentleman who be the creator of Greg the Bunny, who if anybody remembers Greg the Bunny. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So it's a movie that like when I saw that I went, oh, I don't know if I want to watch this. Um, but it's like the sweetest story of Los Angeles um, transgender prostitutes I've ever seen in my life. And probably uh, the sweetest <laughs> you'll ever see. So it's 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 a slice of um, life in America that exists. And it's treated with respect throughout the entire thing. It's an amazingly, amazingly sweet and touching movie. I liked it a lot. You heard it here. Tangerine is sweet. Uh, <laughs> Willie, what's number seven? Uh, the Hateful Eight. Wasn't sure what to expect going into Tarantino's newest. And uh, he delivered, I thought. Um, I walked away feeling really gross. And I like that with the, with the Tarantino movie. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's like he left all the humor for the most part like outside that cabin and like he just he focused on kind of the dark nastiness that you can see in these tarantino movies it's it is a mixture of django and reservoir dogs in a way mm-hmm. um but not as funny as either one mostly just gross i'm just gonna keep harping it's really gross but i loved it like and then i think the format that we watched it and helped too i think being able to see it at the uh road show event and see it with the intermission and uh, no programs for us, but you know, that whole experience is pretty cool. And I think that elevated it a little bit too, for sure. So yeah. Hey, Flate, pretty, pretty cool. Claustrophobic winter movie with Kurt Russell. That's not the thing. Also yeah. scored by NEO. Yeah. 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 All right. My number seven is a movie called inside out. It's just me parroting Tim's list in a little bit of a different <laughs> order. Um, Inside Out is is fantastic for a lot of different reasons, but I think what I like it for the most is that it seems to give, and some people are focusing on like children, saying that children now can learn how to talk about their feelings because this movie is such a great abstraction of how feelings work. But I think that's also something that a lot of adults don't really know how to do either. And the idea that this movie kind of comes out and gives people that language or vocabulary to kind of understand their own feelings is awesome. Uh, there's some real Alex's Tears moments in this movie. Um, it's really, really good to like a Pixar movie again, just to keep bringing that up. And um, no, it's awesome. Great performances. Shout out to Bing Bong, Richard Kind. Oh. Always good. Always good. <laughs> Nick, what's number six? <clears throat> number six. Let me scroll up here. Uh, number six for me is Ex Machina. Uh, Tim pretty much summed it all up already. It was very, again, uh, similar to uh, whatever I was talking about earlier. The Martian. It felt like it could be taking place right now, secretly. And uh, that was a very cool uh, cool way to connect to it. Oscar Isaac, this is just his year. He's mm-hmm. crushing it. Uh, Him and Donald Gleason. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, paired up multiple times. All the movies. Uh yeah, they're and they're both terrific in it, and their their chemistry is really good. Mm-hmm. And whenever they're on screen together or separate, uh, I was very invested. Alicia Vikander is marvelous, uh, fascinating performance, and uh, the score is cool. Alex Garland have been, you know, he wrote he wrote some wonderful films with Danny Boyle, and uh, it was really cool to see him slide into the director's chair effortlessly. Uh, looking forward to whatever he does next. 
All right. Great dancing. Won't be a sequel to Dread. No, <laughs> apparently not. Uh, <laughs> he yeah. wrote Dread, right? Cool. Mm-hmm. He didn't direct it, though. No, he wrote it. So my, my previous statement still stands. Good. Yeah, no, I believe he just wrote we it. We don't so. check facts on this podcast. <laughs> nope. Until later. <laughs> <Yeah>. After the fact. <laughs> Tim, what's number six? Um, number six. My number six was Bone Tomahawk. I love this movie. It is. <laughs> um, yeah. I remember Willie, like, after the podcast, like, I think someone, like, you guys said, oh, that's a Willie and Tim movie. Mm-hmm. And it's a Willie and Tim movie. <laughs> it because, is. <laughs> because it feels like a movie that was um, made for and by someone who got into movies because they loved horror movies and then started to find other movies, that, like other genres that they really liked too as well. So um, like Westerns and everything. And it has um, the best scene of gore, I think, of the year um, when that guy gets split in two. Oh, God. <laughs> it's it's so terrible. It's <laughs> terrible. So good. It's, it's the most beautiful moment. It's the reason <laughs> cinema was invented. That's the reason Tim. it's a William and Tim movie. That got Tim's tears. It's <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful. You. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Willie, what is number six? Uh, Star Wars Force Awakens. Uh, nice to like Star Wars again, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, this must be the year of the redemption story. I guess. Um, yeah. No, it really, it really is nice to, have, cons- to be able to say that I enjoyed a Star Wars movie. Um, and I think JJ did a really good job um, with reintroducing people to the universe. I understand a lot of the complaints. I get it, but I enjoyed the ride pretty much all the way through. Things get a little muddled, muddled towards the end, but I I remember just feeling a sense of uh, wonder again about that universe and and all the new characters, the setup for what we're going to be seeing coming down the road with the second and third chapters in this new trilogy. I think that the excitement level I have walking out of the theater with Force Awakens is enough reason to to put it on the list. So yeah, all right. Um. My number six is Focus, which is previously on Nick's list. Um, I was a big fan of Crazy Stupid Love, which is directed by the same people. And uh, Focus is a movie that's smarter than me, and I really like that. It's smarter than, and not not that like you know, movies need to be smarter than me, but the movie is smarter than the viewer. And I think the it's way just that so rare <laughs> <laughs> stumble upon, but but with the way like. In the same way that I didn't think Goodnight Mommy was very smart, I feel like Focus is smart in the way that it kind of unravels and shows you different bits and pieces. And I finally rewatched Focus yesterday, and knowing the twists and turns, watching it ahead of time, you can see so much more of those reveals coming together beforehand. And it's just a massively entertaining movie. Great performances. Um and yeah, I'm going to talk about it a little more later, but we'll talk about that in a bit. So, Nick, uh, number five. Here we are. We're on five. <laughs> Not five. Number five is Steve Jobs. Steve uh, J? Steve, Steve J. J. Yes, <laughs> as he is known on the podcast. <laughs> I liked this movie way more than I anticipated liking, which is really funny because I should never go into a Danny Boyle movie not expecting to not Im- immensely love it. And it was a it was an excellent movie. The structure of it was really cool. I like how you could question how much of it really happened or how much of it was like just thematic conversations in Steve J's head. Fastbender is awesome in it. Kate Winslet is great. Jeff Daniels is just spouting that Sorkin <laughs> like it ain't no thing, and he's really fun to watch. the The middle sequence in 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 the middle sequence in Act Two is just this amazing ballet between past, present, and future, and 
it was so much fun to watch unfold. I like the music a lot. Uh, it was it was really well shot and fun to watch. And uh, if if you Movies with that are too much rapid, like rapid fire, dense dialogue is starting to wear a little thin. It's becoming like kind of a hip thing, and this movie did it really well. So I think that that kudos to them in an era where movies are stuffed with too many words. It balanced it really excellently. So great job, Dana Boyle. Can't wait for the next one. All right, Tim, what's number five? Number five, I have um, the Final Girls as number five. It's a this is another one that took me by surprise, much like Tangerine, because it's it's a movie I, I've never teared up. During a slasher movie before <laughs> that I can remember. Except on Tomahawk. <laughs> but I, and I've also, this is from the di- director of um, Harold and Kumar uh, Christmas mm-hmm. movie. And I didn't tear up during that either. <laughs> Although I quite liked it because uh, it, has, it has the waffle bot in it. Mm-hmm. It's a robot that makes waffles. Filmed here. Yep. A yes. toaster. <laughs> so, um, no, it's just a. It's a movie much like um, it reminded me of Cabin in the Woods, and you said it too, Tucker and Dale. Yep. Where it's if you're familiar with the tropes of a slasher movie, I think you'll enjoy it. Um, but it doesn't get so dense and deep with the references that they go over your head. It's just a really, really sweet, funny movie. All right, Willie, what is number five? Sicario. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful, hideous. <laughs> it is not a sweet, funny movie. No, it is not. No, I mean, Sicario is fantastic. You heard it here first. Sicario is not Tangerine. <laughs> Sicario is fantastic. Uh, I'm going to butcher his name on, for the hundredth time on this podcast. Denis, Denis Villeneuve. 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 Um, he cemented himself as like the director I will probably like everything he puts out until he doesn't put something out that I like. I don't know. No, he's one of those guys that I'm really going to be keeping He's got some Blade Runner, too. I will go see everything <laughs> sure. the guy makes, yeah. like, the, without question, because they just... I don't know. He just... For whatever reason, his style and, and his um, ability to tell a story but keep me riveted and engaged and not bore me, um, just everything... God, he just knows what he's doing. It just tickles my, tickles my movie bone, I guess. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Denny tickles my bone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My number five is a movie called Spotlight. Uh, similar to The Big Short, it draws attention to something that I think a lot of people uh, tend to avoid in, in the uh, Catholic Church child abuse scandal. Um, but it's this movie that it's one of those movies where if you, if I walk out of a movie and it makes me want to become the profession in the movie good job and spotlight makes me want to be an investigative journalist like it's it shows you the day-to-day work it shows these people beating their heads against the wall trying to figure out where the story breaks and then also they tend to they end up finding discovering these big pieces of information and watching how real their reactions to what is unfolding in front of them is insane and it's great um great performances great music very well shot from the dude who put out the cobbler last year, I believe. The yeah, Adam Sandler did. movie. So, <laughs> Whoa. Uh, yeah, it's Tom it's, McCarthy, right? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yes, Spotlight is my number five. Nick, what's number four? Number four. There's been a little uh, debate as to whether or not this counts as a 2015 mm. or 2014 film, but I'm doing it as 15 because that's when we saw it and reviewed it. Number four for me is the most violent year. Uh, I super dug this movie. From the first like thirty seconds, I was like, "This is awesome." It has it has just this mood and this tone to it that's really great. 
I liked uh, J.C. Chandor's previous movie, which uh, we reviewed, All Is Lost. All Is Lost. It was also really strong, but Almost Violent Year is just an awesome movie. Again, Oscar Isaac crushing it. And the Jessica Chastain is also great. The Jessica Chastain is great. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, the music is really the cool. Chastain in this movie is mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> Uh, the the theme that that is throughout it is so good that I bought it on my phone not too long after just to kind of listen to because it's just a really cool uh, melody for like the main character and it, that seems to be a little less common now that you have like really cool music that associates with like a particular theme in the movie. Uh, it looks great, sounds great, is great. It's great. I think, <laughs> it, and I think it is about a very cool era. Yeah. So I think it's uh, quite interesting. All right, Tim, number four. We're at number four? Yep. We are. Oh. Is it Fantastic Four? Oh, my God. No. (laughs) But that's not my biggest disappointment um, or least favorite. Um, My number four, if you take this movie's title, divide it by two, you get number four, The Hateful Eight. (laughs) Um, All right, we'll accept it. (laughs) Wordplay accepted. My second favorite theater-going experience of the year. I think that... some of it had a lot to do with it, but I also just really, I loved it as a kind of, I loved it in the same, for the same reason I loved Only God Forgives. Um, it's a rebuttal to a director's last movie or a couple movies. It's Quentin Tarantino going, yeah, the, the endings of Django and Reservoir Dogs were really nice, but that doesn't happen. <laughs> like, this happens. So um, it's really negative. I also, um, it's funny that, this is a lot like Chirac, only way less hopeful than the end of Chirac, too. So without giving too much away. And I wanted to put Quentin Tarantino and Spike Lee on the same list. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Willie, what's number four? Uh, the Final Girls. Everything Tim said. Um, there were Willie's Tears two times this year in movies. That was one of them. Uh, just so sweet. Just a sweet movie that touches on everything I love about the slasher genre. But like... Somehow it elevates the genre, and I don't think another movie will ever do this again. I don't think. I don't know. I just, I loved it. I loved everything about it. If you haven't seen it, and I think a lot of people haven't seen it, you really should. Like, it's it's really good. Yeah. And even if you don't have, like, a huge affinity towards slasher movies or horror movies, I think you most people know how these movies work. And I think, um, and it's it's not rated R, it's rated PG-13, so the, there's not a ton of gore that I don't think, if that turns you off, I don't think you'd be super turned off by this. I think it's just a really sweet story, and it happens to use that type of movie as like a base for the story. And yeah. the story behind the movie is fascinating, too, which maybe we'll talk about someday. But yeah. No, yeah, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I, I it's not on my list. I really enjoyed The Final Girls, though, and... Um... Uh, even though I don't really care for slasher movies that much, I think it's got a lot of worth outside of that too. So, all right, my number four. I went on a journey this year that I didn't expect to care about, which happens often nowadays, apparently. But uh, my number four movie is Creed, and it's fantastic. It's so good. Um, I really care about the Rocky character now, which is not something that I expected, and I think it's interesting that a full. 40 30 40 30 30 years 30. later we can still be looking at rocky in a completely new light uh oh my god it is 40 is it 40 yeah, I yeah. Thought, yeah i thought it was 40 um by hateful eight math to, to <laughs> but yeah no creed is fantastic beautiful performances uh some amazing technique in terms of filmmaking in there like like nick mentioned with the with the first fight that you experience. It's all fantastic and definitely worth seeing. So check out Creed. 
my number four. Nick, what's number three? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is when it gets hard. This is when it gets hard. Uh, I'm probably going to regret not putting this at my number two in a minute. Okay. So I'm just going to talk about it at number three. Number three for me will be Star Wars The Force Awakens. Uh, it was a really... I had a great time in this movie. I had so much fun. This was the, the biggest eliciter of Nick's tears. Uh, so many times throughout the movie. Just little, just wonderful moments throughout. It was very... Just a huge nostalgia trip and very refreshing to see Star Wars injected with, with new life and new blood and to make, I think, everybody care about it again and care about the new characters so well. I mean, what, a, what an amazing job by J.J. and company to... To bring to bring new life to it and make people care about the old characters again, make them care about these new characters that they're going to be invested in in the next you know five six years, however long they go for. Uh, some great action, some great drama, romance, humor. Uh, it's just a, it's a great time at the movies, and it was wonderful to see a Star Wars film so good again with so many great new characters. And uh, it also brought us Poe, who is uh, mm. one of the best new characters of the year, mm-hmm. and Finn and Ray too, of course. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was great. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. I'm looking. For, I'm actually looking forward to episode eight more than I was episode seven, even. So, great job. All right, Tim, number three. Okay, I um I just want to say real quick the seven movies I named like I this is a good year for me. I really liked a ton of movies, but like my top three like I loved, okay. and this was my favorite. Um, number three was my favorite theater going experience maybe ever, and Willie was with me, and it's Magic Mike Double XL. <laughs> <laughs> I also I rewatched the movie outside the theater, and it, it's one of the re- like it's it's so it's such a strange movie because it barely has a plot. <laughs> I mean, it's just basically a bunch of dudes hanging out on a road trip, and it's such a blast. And it has one of my favorite scenes of the year, um, the Cheetos and water scene. Just type it in. Type in. Um, oh God, what's his name? I can't. Joe Manganiello. Joe Manganiello. Type in Cheetos or Big and Dick water. It's, it's. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I've watched that scene three times. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Um, it was just, I have, uh, Willie, tell the story of you going out to the bathroom during this movie real quick. Oh, uh, yeah. So I went out to, <laughs> me and Tim were two of like five guys in the theater. <laughs> and this is a packed, packed showing. And I went out to get my wife another drink because she was, she was partying in that theater like all the other ladies in the theater. And when I say partying, I mean partying. Like I was actually concerned that people's clothes were going to start coming out in the theater. Um... And I walk down and I see the bartender there and I order the drink or whatever. And he's like, what are you seeing? And I said, Magic Mike. And he goes, man, I heard it's crazy in there. And I said, out here you heard it's crazy in there? Like, uh, is, has the legend been passed down? And I was like, it's absolutely insane in that theater right now. And he goes, I got to go in there. So sure enough, I'm sitting there watching it about 10 minutes later. All of a sudden I see the bartender's head poke in and he kind of looks in like, like he looks terrified and then he kind of walks away. It was really good. So that's the kind of experience that Magic Mike was yeah. in the theater. All right. That was Tim's number three, Magic Mike XXL. Uh, Willie, what's number three? Uh, the Martian. It's nice to like a Ridley Scott movie again. <laughs> um, no, The Martian's great. Uh, love the lead performance by Matt Damon. Liked all the supporting cast. Things get a little wonky towards the finale. But, you know, I really enjoyed the ride of the movie. Um I don't get too excited about movies about space that aren't sci-fi movies, if that makes any sense. I just don't. I'm not like the way you feel, Alex, about space travel and like actual like 
I, I don't I don't care at all. Like mm. it does it, it doesn't. I like I never liked Apollo thirteen. If that makes any does that make sense? Let me say this. Yeah. Please so, leave. <laughs> please walk away. <laughs> so no, but this one was awesome. I love the idea of just one guy just completely stranded alone, and I love that he's a man who knows how to take care of business, and he just does it. He sucks it up and says, "Well, I'm, I want to live, so I'm going to live." Yeah. Like I'd be dead instantly. Like. Fuck it. <laughs> just lay but, in the fetal position. It, absolutely. Just rock it, rock back and <laughs> forth. But I, so I have so much respect for, for that character. And I think for astronauts in general, because I'd like to think that a lot of those guys would do, try to do the same thing. So yeah, dog it. Good job, Ridley. All right. My number three is also Nick's number three, Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Uh, it's nice to care about a Star Wars movie again. Really. <laughs> um, it's not only that, but you also see a lot of, very fresh faces in a franchise that is very storied and and vast and important to many people and nobody it doesn't feel like anybody dropped the ball in my opinion and that's amazing um yeah there were a lot of beautiful things the weird thing is this got probably the closest to actual alex's tears was the second time i saw this movie the opening crawl started and i was just about to cry and i don't know why so that's back to the true origin of Alex's tears when I had no reason to be crying, but yet still it just washed over me with like, there's a Star Wars movie out and it's good and I'm seeing it again and people are enjoying it and that's a beautiful feeling. And that's why Star Wars The Force Awakens is my number three movie of 2015. Nick, mm-hmm. what's number two? Number two is Sicario. As if you had to ask. <laughs> Sicario was so awesome. And I didn't, uh, I didn't know what to expect really going into it. It was uh, actually a lot like our prisoners' experience. I was, yeah. re- I was kind of reading a little bit about it and going, got to get to this shit. Uh, Denis is just such a baller. Like he is, for a guy whose filmography is so small, he has a confidence that is just almost peerless right now. Everything feels so strong and with such purpose. And his pairing with Roger Deakins is so fruitful. And uh, they, they've produced some of the most memorable images from this year, I think, certainly. I'm still blown away by the shot following the SUV across the border and then coming up to reveal Juarez. And, and how, how, <laughs> on how many levels that worked was so amazing. Uh, the characters are great. Benicio Del Toro, it's nice to care about Benicio Del Toro again. <laughs> it's nice to see him act again because yeah. usually he's just goofy or just doesn't really care. But he was really into it in this role. Brolin was phenomenal. Emily Blunt can't say enough about how great she is. She needs to be... Uh, I mean, we don't need to oversaturate the world with her, but she's phenomenal. Uh, it was just quite, what an excellent film. Uh, so intense and, uh, again, felt so real. An intense film. An intense film. And it, I think it was, uh, yeah, I can't even think of anything else to say. It was an intense film. It was not directed by Phil Thomas Cat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tim, what's number two on your list? This was, this was very tough. Um, it's Mad Max Fury Road. And I want to preface this by saying Max Fury Road is the best movie of the year. <laughs> like, yeah, you ruined it by not putting it at number one like we all did. Are <laughs> <laughs> not like it's from start to finish. It's just effing awesome. Like it's so good. I think I I I reviewed it on the original review as being Blade Two awesome. And yeah, it's Blade Two awesome. <laughs> I watched it again. Like it's on HBO all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's few one, things reach that level. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it's it's perfect. It. I mean, it was, it's two hours of just propulsive, go forward, heavy metal action. It's awesome. I love it. All right. Willie, what's number two? Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> oh, man. I was looking so forward to being like, do we Three, all want to say two, it at once? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is, there's nothing, there's nothing bad about Mad Max Fury Road. Nothing. 
perfect. Everything about it. I love everything about it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> no, seriously, like in a good way. Like, there's nothing to say. Like, if you haven't seen the movie, see the movie. If you, you need to see the movie. All right. You know what I mean? My number two awesome. is a movie called The Martian. Uh, with coupled with my number one from last year, which was Interstellar, these two movies would have been a one-two punch of Alex is going to try to be an astronaut for better or worse. If, if they would have come out at a little bit more of a formative time in my life. But this movie encapsulates pretty much everything that I stand for as a scientific person. And um, just to kind of watch the scientific method beautifully illustrated and on screen and, and in a captivating way is fantastic. Not to mention it's great that Ridley Scott has finally made a movie that I like again. And... Um, no, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful extrapolation of where space travel is going to be soon, and I always enjoy things like that. I think I praised the Europa Report for something like that when we reviewed that movie. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Europa. Report. But this feels a little bit. It's a little bit. This is closer to actually happening, and and kind of seeing that all come together uh, on screen was was fantastic. And The Martians by number two. All right, Nick, real quick, give me a recap of your top 10. Oh, number 10, Focus. Number 9, Ant-Man. Number 8, The Martian. Number 7, Creed. Number 6, Ex Machina. Number 5, Steve Jobs. Number 4, Most Violent Year. Number 3, Star Wars The Force Awakens. Number 2, Sicario. And number 1, like there was any doubt, Mad Max Fury Road. (laughs) Uh, This is the only 10 out of 10 movie that came out this year, even among the movies I didn't see. They're not 10 out of 10 because <laughs> that's nigh impossible. But there's nothing wrong with this movie, like Willie said. It is f- firing on all cylinders. Everybody in it is awesome, down to the smallest guy who's in the corner of the frame just jumping around, painted white. Everyone's just on point. And it looks great. It sounds great. It's so much fun to watch. It's so much fun to listen to. You feel it like in your rib cage if you're sitting in the right part of the theater. Tom Hardy is... We're, we're nearing that point of over oversaturation for Tom Hardy. I love Tom Hardy. He's phenomenal. And he has so many shades of grumbly. And this is, this is his, his best, most varied grumbling in this movie. He, he's so intense the whole time, and he conveys so much with his weird scattershot. Everything he does in this movie is just really fun to watch. He's... Uh, he he talked it up big like five years ago when he was talking about how he was going to approach the character, and I was like, man, I can't wait to see that. And he he delivered on uh, it was phenomenal. He has a very satisfying arc. Uh, the little tiny flashbacks here and there are used very sparingly, and they're really effective. All of the women in this are really kick ass. Charlize Theron is so phenomenal. If there was one woman who who might have overshadowed Emily Blunt this year, it was her. She was so good. Uh, it's wonderful to look at uh, it everything looks so beautiful and and even though there's nothing there it still is so picturesque uh the music the do foyer we gotta talk about the do foyer yeah, for yeah, a second I'm, i was do foyer happened and he was great george miller deserves the best director oscar this year uh of, of among the nominees he is the clear choice and for for pulling this film off where even the actors at the premiere were like we didn't know what to expect because the shoot was such hell and he wrangled together not only a good cohesive movie, but the best movie of the year, and probably the best Mad Max movie. Uh, that this will go down as a as a modern classic and be talked about for years to come. Uh, amazing! Like he deserves the highest praise possible. Uh, I'm glad he redacted what he said and, yeah. and we'll, said no, we'll make no more Mad Max movies. Yeah, that's just great. Not next. Uh, it's it's phenomenal. 
I couldn't have expected. I had such high hopes for it, and it it exceeded everything. All right. Tim, recap your list, please, and then go to number one. Run them down. Okay. Number 10, X Machina. Run downs on your list? Oh, I went. Uh, it was released. <laughs> is it Blade, yeah, is should, it Blade 2 awesome? I should, yeah, I should, pre- <laughs> I should also preface this with um, Fast, like anytime a Fast and Furious or a Raid movie are released in a year, they're disqualified for me. Because okay. they're my favorite movie. It's year. not fair. It's not fair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no <laughs> contest. If, if they re release Blade 2 in theaters, like that would be disqualified <laughs> as well. Um, 10, Ex Machina, 9, Inside Out, 8, Chirac, 7, Tangerine, 6, Bone Tomahawk, 5, Final Girls, 4, Hateful Eight, 3, Magic Mike, Double XL, 2, Mad Max, and my number one is Creed. Um, the top four, half of my movies I'm looking at this, half of them are VOD, and the top four movies on this list remind me why I love going to see movies. Um, with Hateful Eight and Magic Mike, a lot of it was the theater experience. With Mad Max, it's because it's Mad Max Fury Road. Um, with Creed, there is a moment in Creed that, um, it clicked on me like, oh, this is, this is why I go to movies. I'll spoil, I'm going to spoil it a little. Um, I've watched a lot of boxing in my life. Whenever someone gets knocked out, like Creed does, um, Adonis Creed does in this movie, they never get back up. But there's a moment where they cut to flashes of his life. They cut to flashes of his dad. And he shoots up like a man possessed. Like he's been possessed by some sort of demon. And I went, oh my God, that's why I go to movies. Because you can't see that in sports. Like you can't see that in real life. And um, every time I've gone, the crowd just cheers. And they react to it amazingly. It's my favorite movie of the year. Um, I love it. All right. Willie, please give me a rundown of your top ten. Number ten, Bone Tomahawk. Number nine, It Follows. Number eight, What We Do in the Shadows. Number seven, Hateful Eight. Number six, Star Wars The Force Awakens. Number five, Sicario. Number four, The Final Girls. Number three, The Martian. Number two, Mad Max Fury Road. And number one is Creed. Um, First of all, Ryan Coogler, along with uh, Denny, is the other director that I will be seeing everything he makes. Um, He's two for two for me in a big way. And his next movie's got me very excited, too, for obvious reasons. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um... This is the second moment of Willie's Tears. <laughs> Actually, the first, technically, because I saw Final Girls later. But this mm-hmm. is the other moment. Um, <clears throat> 2015 was a hard year. Like, in real life. Let's, real life. It was a great year. Probably the best year of my life. Also, the worst year of my life. <laughs> and in a weird way, I knew I was going to go into this movie and love it. And love watching the Rocky character come back. And love watching him uh, be um, involved with this new character who's related to my favorite Rocky franchise character ever, Apollo Creed. And I wound up loving Adonis Creed in his own way, too. But watching Adonis' struggles, nothing like mine, by the way. Did not get any <laughs> fist fights or anything. But, um, though I wanted to a couple times. But um, it was like, like a release. You know, I was just like, oh, like, get him, Adonis. Like, I got it. I got through 2015. Get it, Adonis. So it was, it was beautiful. Really personal level. Like, very touching. And the crowd, oh, my God, the crowd was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have quite the crowd you had, which was a bummer, but... My crowd got kind of like hyped up and stuff too, so that yeah, was great. Everything about it. Still, uh, Stallone. I almost call him Stalai. <laughs> <laughs> What's his new name? Uh, Stallone. Uh, seeing his personal journey too. I mean, just just uh, I've been a fan over the years, and I think we all like him to different. For the most part, we all like him, and mm-hmm. um, just watching his career kind of move in the trajectory it has, and being able to see him um, cap off these characters that he really was. Uh, responsible for in a lot of ways and now seeing him kind of get this this recognition from uh the academy within the academy and golden globes and stuff it's awesome it's great Mm -hmm. it makes me happy to see him um 
be able to bask in a little bit of this, you know, because I think he deserves it. I think he deserves it. Yeah. So, yeah. Although Kugler deserves a nom too, so suck at Academy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My top 10 of 2015 started with number 10, Train Wreck. Train Wreck. Number nine, Ex Machina. Number eight, The Big Short. Number seven, Inside Out. Number six, Focus. Number five, Spotlight. Number four, Creed. Number three, Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Number two, The Martian. And number one, Mad Max, Fury Road. Uh, This movie is fantastic. There's not much more to be said about it. It's a beautiful blend of practical effects and CG that we don't necessarily see anymore in movies. Not often, anyway. Um... The fact that men's rights activists hate the movie is enough for me to make it my number one. Um, and it's it's just got some of the best characterization. It's like the, the economy of words and actions in this movie is f- fantastic and something that a lot of movies really lose out on. Um, but, yeah, I don't know how much more I have to say about it. It's fantastic. The most beautiful wasteland I've ever seen. Oh, God but also the most grotesque wasteland that I've ever seen in many different ways. And, um, yeah, it's great. Real quick, if there are any men's rights activists listening, I would like them to point them in the direction of Ex Machina as well, because I think they'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if you're a men's rights activist, Ex Machina, you should, you, and you haven't seen Ex Machina and Mad Max, you yeah. should double feature it immediately. <laughs> you also should write us feedback, because I want to know a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, um, so I totally forgot to go over our uh, disclaimer movies, movies we wanted to oh, see okay. but have not seen in, in, uh, before we made our list. Mine, uh, definitely, Anomalisa, uh, the latest from Charlie Kaufman. Uh, Carol, The Danish Girl, Brooklyn, Room, and Victoria. I really wanted to see Victoria, um, but did not get a chance to see any of those before I made this list. Those are my disclaimers. Anybody else have any that they wish they would have seen? I really wanted to see the big short in Spotlight. I feel like I missed out big time by that. Yeah, me those too as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would like to see Inside Out, but I was not like burning to see it necessarily. Yeah, but I will. I will definitely get around to it. All right. I'll watch. Clearly, it. Ex Machina should be on my list because all you guys <laughs> saw it and liked it, and I didn't see it. So mm-hmm. should probably do that. We're not all the same person, Willie. We can like no, but things. generally, if you all three of you like something, I'm probably going to like it to a certain extent at That's least. That's true. Um, yeah, so that, and then... Uh, like The Last Witch Hunter? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Where was that? We'll get to there. Um, yeah, Ex Machina is definitely on there. <laughs> and Jupiter Ascending also. Is that this year? Jupiter Ascending I didn't see. I, I, that's another one on my list. I wish I, I would have seen it. I had to take it, it off Not- my most anticipated for this year. It was the saddest thing because it was on for the last, like, three years. Oh, man. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, the, there's a couple. I Nothing that really stands out completely, so... Yeah. Oh, and Straight Outta Compton. I never saw Straight Outta Compton. Yeah. I really wanted to see that, too. My four were, yeah, Spotlight, Big Short, Straight Outta Compton, and Steve Jobs. Yeah. I wish I would have saw those before this, but... All right. Um, honorable mentions. Anybody want to start? Willie? Yeah, I'll start. Uh, Inside Out. Uh, Ant-Man. Trainwreck. Uh, Krampus. <laughs> the Krampus. Uh, Age of Ultron, because I saw it a second time and liked it a lot more. Um, and Magic Mike XXL, which just got... Just got just knocked off. Got cut, I yeah. broke my heart so, to cut that one off. <laughs> thanks, it follows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny because I forgot it follows and Bone Tomahawk, which I like quite a bit. And so Ant Man and Magic Mike got pushed back. There you but. go, uh, Tim. Um, really good year for lower budget horror. I think um, non theatrical. 
Um, and I think that's probably the direction the genre is moving in. Um, I had The Nightmare, We Are Still Here, It Follows. Um, a movie called Cub, which is a Belgian kind of like slasher movie. Mm. Um, kids uh, got a killer kid in it. It's really fun. And um, Good Night, Mommy, I liked a lot too. Um, nice bounce back for a couple people, like I said. Uh, Trainwreck in the Martian, mm-hmm. a nice bounce back. Um, I had Sicario on there. Um, it almost made the top 10 for whatever reason. I just couldn't do it because um, uh, The Counselor is the best movie about this subject. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, nah, uh, Beast of No Nation, I really liked. I just, it it petered out for me at the end. Um, and then the last movie, I think, oh, Spy. I loved Spy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spy was another one that was just outside. Um, I wish I'd seen that. Yeah. I wanted to see that too. Yeah. Spy yeah. is a lot of fun. And then... Uh, <laughs> The um, while we're young, I actually liked quite a bit, but it wasn't going to make it. But I wanted to mention it because it's Adam Driver's great in it, and I really <laughs> enjoyed watching Noah Baumbach just bitch about millennials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. All right, uh, Nick. Any honorable mentions? Yep. Uh, Dope was nearly my number ten. Dope was a lot of fun. I had a great time with that one. Uh, it follows also was a good experience. The visit I enjoyed way more than I expected to. That was another bounce back. I forgot to mention. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. That was a good kind of return to form, and it had some genuinely freaky moments. So it was pretty good. Beast of Nomination was also like Tim said. It was it was pretty compelling, and it had some really really beautiful strong segments that were definitely stand out this year. Um, but yeah, the only one that was like <clears throat> that was nearly on my list or was was Dope at one point. It was uh, who else? Who else saw that? Me and I saw half of it. Just yeah. you and I went to see it. You, me, and Lance reviewed that. Oh, one. okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, that, yeah. was, that felt very fresh and original and interesting. And um, the girl who played his friend Diggy was on a, an episode or two of New Girl season four. Mm. Since I saw her, I was like, "Who's she from?" I saw her in some of this year, and then I remembered. I was like, "Oh yeah, dope. That was a lot of. That was a fun movie. I want to watch that again." Anyway. Yeah, uh, I had Dope and Sicario on my uh, honorable mentions as well. Mission Impossible was Oh my God, I completely forgot about yeah. Mission Impossible. And, and so, <laughs> you know, I just wanted to kind of mention it here. I didn't see that either. It, it wasn't quite going to end up on my list. Uh, Predestination is kind of a weird one. Came out in 2014, technically, but we reviewed it here. Ah, shit. I had year. more honorable mentions that were lower <laughs> on the page for some reason. Please, uh, I'm pretty much out of mine. So. Actually, yeah, Predestination, when you said that, that reminded me. Uh, Predestination was also on there. That was, and uh, The Revenant was an honorable mention. Okay. It was a good movie, but... Yeah. You know. uh, the Gift, also fun. Yeah. And uh, Jurassic World, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it, was honor- it, was, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Um, all right. Where should we head to next? Worst? Should worst, we just knock those out? Worst movies of... Is there, is there a separate worst and disappointment? Yeah, yes. I think those are two different things. Yes. Yeah. Okay, can we work our way down to worst? Because I still have to remember. Sure. I so have disappointments. So you want to do disappointment? Okay. Does everybody else have that? Dis- yep. Biggest I've disappointments. One, yeah. uh, Tim, why don't you go first? Uh, I still kind of liked it, but Spectre. Mm. Um, I was pretty hyped for this movie. Yeah. And there are bits and pieces of it I like, but it's at the end of the day, it's just a mess. I was and, disappointed as well. Mm-hmm. I really wanted. Um, I really would like, I don't know where they want him to go, but I would like for Daniel Craig to get one more shot and go out on a better note than this. Um, Sounds like Christoph Waltz is down. Yeah. He said he'd return for two more if Daniel Craig did. Well. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Two more? Yeah. Well, I mean, 
He's got to take a break from those Clash of Clans commercials that it's <laughs> constantly in. But if Sammy can take a break from all the... Sam Jackson can take a break from every commercial on the TV. Quicksilver Cash back. <laughs> so it, that was probably my biggest disappointment all around. All right. Uh, Willie. Revenant. Hmm. Uh, I was really good. I just... I was disappointing yeah. uh, at a story on a story level. Uh, and Chippy. <laughs> wow! Yeah, yep. Chappy, hugely disappointing. Wow! That's a, I wish I was. That, there's that's also on my worst list. <laughs> there's the opposite of a director like uh, Kugler or Venny, who I will not be watching something just because he puts it out anymore. I did that for two movies. Yeah, the last two movies he made, and I was disappointed both times. So, sorry, Blomkamp. The aliens almost had you there, but it's gone now. Yeah, so, so I'm good. All right, uh, Nick, biggest disappointments? Uh, biggest, dis- biggest disappointments, Mission Impossible 5. I was super let down by that. What a what a wet fart in a glove combination. <laughs> uh, well, 4 is so amazing. 4 was such yeah. a great movie, and 5 was just, it peaked in the opening scene, and then it just went downhill, and it got, it got too out there, even for Mission Impossible, and it just it didn't feel like the magic was quite there with this one. All right. Um, Furious Seven would actually let me down, because uh, again, five, five, four, five, and six are so awesome, and it's just this incredible sprint up this mountain backwards and doing flips every ten feet. It's just <laughs> the and and the end the the culmination of all that and the the whole team coming together in six and the way it all ends. And I mean, you could end the the Furious franchise at the end of six with the final scene, and I think we'd all be satisfied. So I was like, you've got a, a tall bar. Uh, and uh, seven didn't quite reach it for me. And uh, this one's on the border of letdowns and suck, and it's uh, it's Chappie. Yeah, Chappie was a. a I'll, I'll attribute it more to letdown because Elysium, while not great, was still a good movie. I, I was totally fine with my experience with Elysium. I was like, yeah, whatever. But Chappie's just it's too much, too many ideas, and uh, it needs to too be too many cooks. It, too many cooks. Yep, it needs to be distilled down a lot and just pick a plot. <laughs> Pick which subject you want to explore. Mm-hmm. Like Ex Machina destroyed Chappie. If yeah. we're going to talk about similar subject matter, oh, just yeah. wiped the floor with it. Absolutely. So and and made me forget about Chappie for like months afterwards. <laughs> and then I remembered it because someone made a huge joke about Chappie. <laughs> which he's, he's was it your, the mullet or the shorts? It was the angry gym teacher character. Oh. It's just uh, it's just both. just great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh man, he was great. Anyway. Uh, biggest disappointment for me was probably Avengers Age of Ultron. I really wanted to love it, and I really ended up not liking it. And I'd like I'd like to go back and and watch it again just to see if my impressions improve. But it it was disappointing. Chappie was disappointing too. Poor <laughs> Chappie. All right. Poor disappointment, Chappie. Chappie. Stole him. Do we have any others before? I have best performance and worst left on my I've list. I've got one, best there, one of each. I've got a couple things. Um, I got some performances, other, other superlatives, some All worsts. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's go with performance. I'll, I'll lead off. My favorite performance to be on the screen this year was by far BD Wong in Focus. Oh, <laughs> BD Wong. <laughs> it's, it was a good year for him too. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> It's such a magnificent performance. It's really good. He's chewing on every part of the scenery. It's so much fun to watch. Um, and that scene made that movie for me, I think. Good pick. So, uh, yeah, B.D. Wong in focus by far, I think. So, 
Um, I got Sam Jackson and Hateful Eight for yep. one scene in particular. That if you've seen <laughs> enough, I wonder which. Um, John Cena, LeBron James, you mentioned earlier. John yeah. Cena, they both killed me. Yep. Um, Charlize Theron mm-hmm. in Mad Max, incredible. Uh, Sly, of course, got to mention Sly again. And uh, Paul Bettany is the Vision. Say what you will about the movie, but Paul Bettany is like perfect. Like I was mesmerized when he was on screen. I was like, what are you? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, All those right. are my favorite performances. Tim. Yeah, I really liked a um, the one though that like popped into my head like right away was Jason Statham in Spy, uh-huh. um, because <laughs> I, he is hysterical in Spy, and they do an excellent job of taking. He goes on, he goes on like three or four just long monologues, <laughs> and, it, and it, he he knocks it out of the park. I did not expect um, to like his performance better in this than fast and furious seven yeah. but he's they take um they, they take advantage of the jason statham aura better in in spy than they do in fast and furious seven all right his presentation of the golden globes was hysterical <laughs> that was, it was really funny uh nick any any uh best performances yep sure enough uh a lot of these are kind of ensemble the cast of sicario across the board are all so good they play off each other so well uh michael b jordan and sylvester stallone the chemistry is is undeniable, and uh, they're both just phenomenal. They bring so much depth to that. Michael Fassbender is Steve Jobs, uh, considering he looks nothing like Steve Jobs. He did a great job, yeah. uh, I think, getting across that the uh, what we think Steve Jobs is like, and then by all accounts, what he was actually like too. Um, as far as as the real the creme de la creme this year. Uh, Oscar Isaac, both uh, as Abel, Nate, and Poe all this year. He, they're all three of them are super different characters, and he yeah. plays all three of them spectacularly. He's uh, he's got quite a quite a range, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of it. Harrison Ford as Han Solo. Uh, what an awesome rediscovery! Like almost like Stallone stepping back into the role of Rocky. Watching Harrison Ford come back on screen. I've seen so many Harrison Ford movies, and he's kind of like Tom Hardy's varying range of mumbling, and Harrison Ford's got his like of grumbliness to him and it's all a little bit different but harrison han solos is very specific and he it was so so cool to see him back in that role and then tom hardy is max a way to take it in a totally different direction from mel gibson and uh and and own it so well and uh just be a blast to watch every second he's on screen all right um real quick i can throw in my favorite scores. I have those listed too. Okay. Oh, did you? Yeah. Um, I mean, it follows. We talked about earlier. Yep. It's fantastic. Mad oh, yeah. Max has an amazing score, especially mm-hmm. the Dew Warrior. Uh, Final Girls is a really good score. And then Hateful Eight's the best of the year. Hateful Eight's That's my no favorite question. of the year. It's Creed so and good. Hateful Eight are the two, two that pop in my Creed's head. is really good too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But Hateful Eight is like... Yeah. Uh, I remember, yeah, sitting down in Hateful Eight. I don't know if I mentioned it, but like, I felt like I was going to die during yeah. that. I, <laughs> during that, I yeah. thought someone was going to walk out and snuff all of us in the theater out. It's like, like you're oh. entering purgatory. <laughs> you are walking into the seventh circle of hell when you walk through the theater, yeah. door, and I was like, "Oh God, wow, <laughs> yeah." Any others? That's it for score for me. Okay. Yeah. Steve Jobs, actually. I like the music a lot. Yeah. Who did the music for that? Do you remember? I don't even know. Uh, I'll okay. take a look. I'll no, do it was some John Murphy. Anybody got any... I was curious because... Oh, yeah. If it... Surprises this year? Well, Alex looks up the score for Steve Jobs. For movies? Yeah, just surprising. Something that you didn't expect to focus. like. Focus. I didn't expect Focus okay. to be as awesome as it was. Yeah. Neither did I. I didn't expect to love Mad Max as much as I did. Ant-Man. 
can't yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, Ant-Man. Yeah, yeah, Ant-Man, Ant-Man was out. quite good. Minus Poltergeist, which didn't make my <laughs> list. But I was like, I, I was like, this is going to suck. And Nikki's like, that's from Poltergeist because she loves the original. And I was like, yeah, that wasn't that bad, actually. I was like, okay. Yeah, you were super against it. I was like, oh, God, like, yeah. stop it. And then I watched it, and I was like, Sam Rockwell is fun. That was I was cool. going to say, is Sam Rockwell good? Yeah, he is. Uh, honestly, <laughs> it's worth a watch. Good Rockwell. Uh, yeah. Daniel Pemberton did the music for Steve Jobs. Okay. Hmm. So, yeah, um, it was good. I was curious, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else. What I, just, else I have. I made a list of of ten moments in no order that I want to just so we can reflect on the year together. Real okay. Quick, okay. There's a ten moments in movies that I, that I adore. Uh, the final fight in Creed we've talked about. Mm-hmm. I don't want. I just want to prove I'm not a mistake. Oh, beautiful <laughs> stuff. Uh, the final chase. All of Mad Max. The whole the the movie Mad Max because it's all a chase. I put the chase in Mad Max and that makes sense. <laughs> um, the Hulkbuster fight in Avengers was fantastic. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Um, the gas station dance in Mad- Magic Mike. Yeah. What a what a moment this year. <laughs> Uh, the highway uh, border patrol shootout in Sicario, okay. out of this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bear fight in The Revenant, loved mm-hmm. it. Um, Betty Davis eyes in Final Girls, yeah. wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Um, visiting the old park in Jurassic World and the release of the T Rex. Even if you thought the movie was dumb, I was like, oh, the T Rex no. is back. That's yeah. nice. It's great to see the overgrowth on that old park. It was um, awesome, and it it yeah. took me back. Um, it's the same. It's the same feeling as going back to Flynn's arcade and Tron you, Legacy. Thank you. Yes. Um, yeah. Thomas the Train crashing Tron out Legacy of the house. is the best movie of 2015. <laughs> Sorry, what did you say? Thomas you the for, Train crashing out of the house. Thank you for the Thomas is right. Oh, because yeah. it's a great. Oh, it's a great joke. Really, that I whole totally final fight. forgot about that. The, uh, the whole I, final fight in. in I was going to say it might yeah. be the best Marvel final fight. It's so weird and fun. I love that. And then finally, the uh, cat emotions in Inside Out. For anybody who's ever owned a cat, the <laughs> moment that they show the emo- the inner workings of a cat's brain, it's fantastic. So. Yeah, I. Uh, this is my first year with a Marvel movie on my top ten. This is the same for me. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Yep. Pretty crazy. I, I want to do worse. Are we doing worst? Yeah. So worst. Because oh, I worst. feel like there is a distinction. Yeah. Let's end on a sour note. Yeah. The, yeah. The worst movies of 2015. <laughs> this is what everyone's waiting for. Anyway. <laughs> what, 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 what do we think? Nick, do you want to start? No, actually, because okay. you guys will remind me of some other turds. I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> I Tim, didn't... I could start. Uh, because here's the thing with the worst movie is like when I see a bad movie, I usually just forget about it immediately. Mm-hmm. So when you said worst movie, I went, this is kind of a challenge for me because I have to mm-hmm. remember things that like I didn't want to remember. Um. So I scrolled through, and the ones that I saw, uh, Fantastic Four, I went, uh, that was not very good. But then I realized I kind of liked the first half of it. Yeah. Like, it wasn't great, but... There's some good movie in there. There, there was some good bit. movie uh, that I'm like, oh, my God, Alex and I went and saw Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. And then I re- remember, oh, I kind of like the <laughs> Xbox joke from the movie. What was that? <laughs> remember, she goes, uh, I like to, he goes, like, I'd like to take you into my game room where oh. I play, or where I play, my playroom. And she goes, so we keep your Xbox. And I remember laughing. I went, that was kind of funny. So, and then I remember thinking like the first 30 minutes when we sat down, I'm like, this is like, this is going to be like a cheesy nineties thriller. Yeah. And then it kind of shit itself. Um, <laughs> But then I scrolled through our podcast and I realized we did the Entourage movie this year. (laughs) I forgot. And the Entourage movie, I had watched bits and pieces of the show. And I don't remember why I said, like, I'll go see this with you guys. I thought it might be fun to have a voice on the show who had never seen Entourage. (laughs) Entourage is one of those movies where I don't remember anything good from it. Um, 
I remember just disliking everybody. And then, even worse, I remember seeing, like, actors show up in the movie and be incredibly disappointed that they would do that. <laughs> like, Liam Neeson shows up at Nataraj and like, oh, come on. Yeah. Like, get out of there. I also really loved all of the cameos that I was supposed to be impressed by, but I had no idea who they were. Because <laughs> yeah, they were... <laughs> It's like they're either sports related or somebody who's just not really that important, but they <laughs> or, think they are. Yeah, like a DJ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Diplo's in the movie. <laughs> so yeah, Entourage. All right. Willie? I didn't see that many bad movies this year, which is weird. I was scrolling through and I was going, I, 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 apparently I just went, Alex, I can't record this week. Like, yeah, <laughs> found exactly. out all these. So good for me. The Willie bounce. Yeah, good for me. Um, uh, yeah, no. So when I say these are the worst, it's... It, these are just bad movies that I saw this year. Uh, San Andreas was really bad. It was bad. I, yeah, I got sorry. no enjoyment out of that. Last Witch Hunter was really bad. Sorry, guys. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> but yeah, these aren't, these aren't awful movies, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, Pitch Perfect 2, I just saw last night. It was terrible. Mm. So, I actually kind of like the first one. So, uh, I think the worst movie I saw this year was Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay. It's... it's terrible there's n- no redeeming quality even the xbox joke it was in the trailer all right that's good enough uh chappy terrible really bad entourage also really bad uh now two movies that aren't on either of your lists tim this one of these might have been on a different list for you okay. i'll get to that one last but terminator genesis was horrendous that came out this year. Yeah. i forgot about that it movie. was it that was, was a summer release I I, every, everybody <laughs> forgot about that movie except for china apparently <laughs> and uh finally uh this was an early one so i think you might have forgotten it when making your top 10 but mordecai oh my god no no i cannot <laughs> abide mordecai has three tremendous boater jokes in it uh, <laughs> Wait, tremendous boner jokes or tremendous boner jokes? Both. Like boner, jo- like jokes about both. Okay. jokes about boners. They're about, they're about tremendous. Boners. I can't believe you just you're you're still blinded by his fantastic performance as Guy Lafleur from Guy Lafleur. Point, get it right. <laughs> Guy Lafleur is a hockey player. I, I do it every time because <laughs> Kevin Smith is starting just naming his characters after hockey players. <laughs> Next will uh, be John Leclerc. Oh man. Anyway, That's that was beautiful. fun, guys. That was my worst. Li- Nick, you got any others? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Avengers Age of Ultron blew chunks hard, <laughs> hard. And I can't believe I left the theater thinking I liked it marginally better than the first one. There's no way. It's so bad on every level. Uh, Spectre. Spectre sucked. I'm just going to yeah. say it. Spectre sucks. Skyfall kind of sucks a little bit, too. They're just all like kind of declining. <laughs> uh, Daniel Craig, you can do better and fight more for the script. Don't, don't take this shit. Off anybody. Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland sucked. Oh, God. Yeah. Tomorrowland sucked. It had the it had the barn on the worst opening sequence of any movie. I didn't see that. Either. That was a pretty big disappointment. I was like, why does this kid in this movie? Because he sucks. You you're casting a young George Clooney. Make him good. Because Clooney's great. He's the only thing that's any good about tomorrow. They should have just reconstructed Clooney from his baby photos. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't care how bad the CGI is, just it's better than that kid. Uh, the only only glimmering tiny beads of light in this movie are Keegan-Michael Key, very briefly, yeah. and then George Clooney's crazy house is, yeah. is like kind of fun. That's it. Hermit Clooney. Uh, yep. George Clooney's crazy house. Yep. <laughs> yep. God, that's what they should have called it. Uh, doesn't really... It's probably the title in, <laughs> it's like in, his bar in Taiwan or something title. like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> George Clooney's crazy house. <laughs> Oh, Come on down, man. George Clooney's great house. Got a two for one special. 
Uh, he comes down like and Toby Keith. I cocktails. love this bar and grill. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, uh, True Detective Season 2. We oh. reviewed it this year, so I'm counting it. Uh, it's not a movie, yeah. but it kind of is a movie. Uh, not the worst. It's not awful, but it's, it's bad. Yeah. And then I would say um, by the worst film of the year for me, Inherent Vice. Oh. Yeah, it was bad. That's a lot see it. No, <laughs> I think it's, it's great, don't, Tim. Don't I would it. love to rewatch it. Okay. Remember, remember Alex's uh, uh, vision quest with Tree of Life? That's Inherent Vice for me. <laughs> I couldn't tell you the plot of this movie. I couldn't even... And it's so long. And it's so bad. And I, I, I love Paul Thomas Anderson. I, there's, he doesn't have another movie in his filmography that I don't like. And this one is a steaming, <laughs> fresh carcass on Josh the side Brolin's of the road. Josh Brolin's kind of funny. Josh Brolin is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> the movie's awful. <laughs> so just watch that scene on YouTube and you'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, Tim, you should it's watch it. It's pretty good. Okay. I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you'll probably like it. Actually. <laughs> you know why though? Because you're a big video on demand guy, and you can fast forward through Catherine Waterston's like ten minute <laughs> awkward, terrible monologue. Oh, that's <laughs> if I didn't fast forward through Mickey Rourke's and the Expendables, <laughs> <laughs> that one's like that's a that's a blessing compared to this scene. Oof. It's a it's a slog, my man. All right. Oh, uh, Jupiter sending also sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Do yeah, we have a does. worst performance category? Because we do now. Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, <laughs> he'll show back up again in, a, in another episode. We do. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, feedback at midwestfilmnerds.com. Let us know what you thought of our top tens, and let us know what your top ten was, and let us know what you think of the show or the other things that we talk about. At uh, MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, find us there. You can search for Midwest Film Nerds. Uh, on pretty much any social media, that's not true, but Facebook and Vine and all that good stuff, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, we're all there. And uh, MidwestFilmLairs.com has all previous 162-plus bonus episodes with full show notes and timestamps, so you can skip over the spoilerary and other things you don't want to hear. Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com is where you can shop and have part of your Amazon purchase, part of the money, come to us so we can make our show and network even better. Next week, we've got our most anticipated movies of 2016. And uh, yeah, after that, I don't know. We'll figure it out. But stay tuned for that. That's about it. Kyle XY, go watch a movie. <laughs>